Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 48 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles. Joined, as always, by my mainest man, Willie Saylor, who is back from the Springs, from Colorado Springs. Uh, Willie, you made it home. Yes, sir. Safe and sound. How you, you doing? Came out of the, you came out of the gates. You were very happy with that one. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Uh, no, yeah, yeah, I am happy. Sound like Bernie Mac. Oh, is he, is he the one that died? Yeah, rest R- in peace. R.I.P. I, I love you, Bernie. Miss you every day. Um, so yeah, I was gone all weekend for my brother's nuptials. He got married. Congrats to Weston and Emily. Uh, so I was off the grid. I was supposed to go to this world team camp, and my brother ruined it by nice. by falling in love with the lovely Emily. So that allowed you Thanks, to Emily. go. Yeah, so you got to go and have the time of your life, and you owe it all to me. Um, mm-hmm. So so the least you can do, Willie, is is give us a little something. Give the people a little dirt, a little info. What did you see? It was awesome. It was re- I tweeted, it's like wrestling heaven, dude. I could uh, – if the team camp, you know, if those guys were there all the time, I would probably just move there. First of all, um, the scenery – so every time I go to Colorado – um, there are accidents everywhere. Like, I see like the, car accidents. Yeah, the absolute positive worst accident accidents I've ever seen are always in Colorado. Every time I go to Colorado, there's cars everywhere. Right? right. Is everyone like oogling over the scenery? What? Well, that's what I'm wondering. I mean, they can't be that bad of drivers, right? And so, I find myself staring at these mountains and and mesas and the landscape now um, if you live there full time you probably aren't as attracted to that and it probably doesn't distract you but i don't know that's my hypothesis give me another reason why every time i go there there's crazy accidents when i i went to wyoming uh for grad school and and Snyder, brian snyder was at um uh boulder so i used to drive down this road and they said it was the most dangerous highway in america i one time saw a car accident where the engine block was outside of the car. <laughs> oh, my the engine, gosh. The, the car was here, and the engine block was over here. It's the worst. It's are the, the worst. roads, like, in? Is it? are they windy, like, on a mountainside? Well, or is that, it just... that particular stretch is, but where I was, this is the first time I've been to Colorado Springs, and um, I-25 from, from Denver to Colorado, um, Colorado Springs is not, it's a great road. It's a straight road. It's paved. <laughs> You know, I don't know, but there was traffic jams all over the place and accidents all over the place. But I guess what my point is, it is so beautiful out there. And with the talent that's there, I mean, if it was always there, I would just move. Yeah, I would just move there. Just move Flow Wrestling headquarters to, to the Springs. Yeah, yeah, it was it was awesome. The collection of talent. And you know what? All the, all, all the people there are just so great. Like, there's a reason that they're good. <laughs> Because they're good people, they do things right, they live the life, and um, so it makes not only covering them um, and watching them um, entertaining because of their talent level, but it also makes it very easy to uh, talk to them and be friends with them, you know? Right. They're just good guys. Good dudes. All good dudes. Um, Yeah, I'm a little little jelly you got to go. Before we dive in, hold on. on the way back, when I'm driving to Denver, um, there was, yes, an accident, and uh, like the third accident on the way back. So I was like, all right, to heck with it. I'm going to take this detour that Google Maps is telling me to take. So it took me over right along the base of this mountain and through these little dinky towns. And, dude, it was awesome. Beautiful. I was so glad to take that detour. So I just had to throw that in there. Yeah, yeah, it sounds beautiful. I hope one day I can go, maybe this summer. Who knows? Might end up back out there. There's, I know there's a couple more camps there, so maybe I can have a turn, and my brothers will stop getting married. Um, before we get in, dive in all the way to the OTC, a quick clarification. Um, I don't. I guess it was probably two shows ago we discussed the uh, the 32nd shot clock and like it getting extended for. Uh, Metcalf, and then one other match. Uh, I want to say Kelsey Campbell, but don't hold me to that. Um, 
and so we talked about that and how the Europeans don't they have a hard 30 seconds and we we let it go so I emailed Rick Tucci who gave me um, clarity mm. that uh, as far as he's concerned the way the Europeans were calling it is wrong and that the the, the entire world is supposed to be allowing kind of an extension beyond the 30 seconds if you're I guess in on the attack okay mm -hmm. so so basically we the the United States was doing it right the rest of the world or at least the Europeans were doing it wrong so that is what we should look for at the world team try or at the world championships in September that 30 seconds um, will be extended so they they had it right well, it sounds like it's um, there needs to be like some sort of memo, or uh, if there was a memo to it for it to be reinforced, right? right? Because it's not it's not technically right or wrong. It's what is the governing body emphasize? What what are they mandating? Right. Well, and and Mr. Tucci was explained that it's exactly that that they're mandating that now is everyone doing it properly? I I suppose you could say no is the answer since it's not being called that way at the European Championships but hopefully theoretically everyone by September will be on the same page but this is uh, you know it I'd be lying if I didn't say I was a little worried about this that I could see this really uh, biting somebody maybe an American maybe not American but I can see uh, some controversy stemming from this so guys in on the leg and it's a little uh, it's very ambiguous you know uh. working for an attack I, I, I believe that it is. And, and you know what, to you, it's not. And to me, I, I think we both would feel pretty good about calling it how we see it. But, um, you know. I mean, with, with what do you this, say? Huh? What do you, what do you say? Um, I, I don't feel that he was. You tell your wrestlers to wrestle through their whistle. No. What, what I'm saying is what if a guy is on a shot and they say, no, you weren't really progressing uh, towards scoring. Oh, okay. You I know, see what you're saying. That, that's what I. I feel things like that could happen. Um, so yeah, it's just Christian. There's just been a tweet that uh, Tom Minkle's going to resign at the end of the season. Stop. I, I for real promise you. It just got tweeted by Tr Foley just just now. Tr Foley. Wow, that is. And it just got tweeted by Spartan Wrestling. Wow. Tom Minkle retiring after his 25th season at MSU in 2015-2016. Roger, Roger Chandler named it next head coach. Already? That's what it says. Come on. And that would, uh, that would, that would pretty much go the way that Michigan State does things, right? They oh. obviously are rewarding um, legacy. Oh gosh. What's the matter? So Minkle's retiring. Man, he was just about to turn this thing around. Um, so one more year for Minkle, and then Chandler, who's been there how long? Like he's been there. He's been there a long time. A long time. So it's. I like. I like. Listen, Roger Chandler. everybody likes uh, Roger Chandler. Everyone thinks he's great, but the wrestlers at Michigan State aren't very good, and he's yeah. the he's a coach. So mm -hmm. it's like. Well, he may be great. Maybe he is great. Maybe Coach Minkle has put him in a box. He hasn't been able to run things. I I have no idea. Uh, my understanding is Coach Minkle does run the practices. So th maybe that's what's going on. But, you know, he's been there too. And this is not – they have not produced consistently good wrestlers. So I'm not – Well, you know – Just because he gets Ch someone new, this guy's been there the whole time. and Roger Chandler would – he he he's gonna have to hire young blood to make it exciting to go to Michigan State for sure. I mean, you're gonna you're gonna have to have a reason to go to Michigan State other than Roger Chandler. I mean, it just you know doesn't sell tickets. Anyway, so we'll get our thoughts together. That just came through, and we had to talk about it. I don't I had want to talk about anything else. I had, I had to bring it up. No, we you know we need we need to get our our thoughts together on that. I mean, don't you think? I mean, sure. Yeah, my thought I've. Yeah, maybe I, maybe I should at risk of me saying something that is not accurate or, or necessarily sensitive. Um, but yeah, I I don't. That is crazy. That's awesome. I, I think it's great that that he's stepping down, and we've kind of been waiting for this for for a while. And hopefully, some other coaches follow suit. But and I I really hope uh, that that Chandler is the guy. That he's the one that's going to turn around. There's Michigan State should be so good. 
I mean, they should be really, really freaking good. They scored negative points at NCAAs. I mean, it's it's unbelievable. Um, and maybe Chandler's just been held back to his tired. All right, we'll move on. <laughs> we will provide more, uh, provide better thoughts later. Um, we were talking about the the rules. We good on that. Thank you, Mr. Tucci, for the clarification. And hopefully, we see that consistently called. Uh, yeah, they can get. I mean, that's every, a big thing. That's it, a big thing. It's huge. It, it's it's enormous. They're gonna and have that, to clear that up. That's what scares me a little bit. It, it's in theory, it's a great idea. Yeah, you want to promote scoring, so let the guy work for the score. But uh, it, anytime it's gray, it gets scary. Um, so there we go. You were at the OTC. Enough about the trees and the mountain breeze, Willie. Okay, <laughs> I don't want to hear about the vista. It was Only, breathtaking. I yeah, I understand that. I understand that. But this is flow wrestling radio, not live, not flow sightseeing, not flow postcard radio live. We want to hear about the wrestling, the wrestlers, what was going on. First things first. How did our number ones look? Well, you know, I mean, I, I thought they all looked good, and I thought they all looked um, well. Ramos, Ramos, kind of looked. Um, I don't know. I don't want to say uh, he wasn't going as hard as he could. Yeah. I, I didn't. I didn't think. I mean, honestly, Ramos looked like he was ha- like really happy. You know how the Iowa mentality is—they always are always walking around angry. Ramos looked like a happy kid. You know, probably is. Um, he made back-to-back world teams. Probably feeling pretty and, good. And and I th- I feel like I feel like his. Um, approach there was was more technique as uh, as opposed to going hard. You more know? focusing on certain positions, not you know. Yeah, he was playing around a lot of play wrestling. Um, him and Terry had uh, a couple really cool sessions. I mean, again, I'll probably say this a hundred times, but how cool is it to just watch that him and Terry play around? I mean, it's great stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, you learn a little bit about how some of these guys train. Some of them, you think, you know. Every yeah, no, session I, uh, you go balls to the wall, but a lot of them there. And I'm sure, I'm sure Tony Ramos has done a lot of that in his life. But at this particular camp, and 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 for what it's worth, um, so they canceled Bruce Burnett canceled practice Friday morning, right? So I was only in about three senior practices. Um, so take it for what it's worth. Out of the million practices that Tony Ramos has ever been in. I was in a practice where I was in a couple days where he seemed to be more light and and focused on technique. Yeah. Um, yeah. So and, and for all these guys, take it for what it's worth. It's only three practices. Right. Um, uh, Reese Reese didn't wrestle. Oh. Um, oh, yes, he did. Yes, he did. Uh, the one session he didn't wrestle. Um he and he wrestled Molinero, and that was a problem with being there and having one camera. Is that I'm like, I'm like, I need to film this matchup. No, I need to film that matchup. And I, and there's a little Christian pile sitting on my shoulder saying, Willie, no, you need to get this one. And so I was like, man, it's, I, I don't know why. I had Reese Humphrey and Molinero in my sights, and then I was like, no, I'll get Snyder and Cassar. And uh, so I did that. And so I didn't really see Reese wrestle live, but yeah. uh, I got an interview with him, and he's in good spirits, and he's and he's um, feeling good. So nice. that's Reese. Moving on to sixty-five. You know what, Bren? What's interesting again as a spectator? Um, Brent even takes like warm-ups seriously. Like he he spends his time. Loosening up, warming up. I mean, um, I I was talking to him while he was taping his hand. The one day we had a conversation about, hey, this is cool. This is really cool. Cliff Keen, he just signed a deal. Cliff Keen is going to sponsor um, a Brent Metcalf or a Hawkeye Wrestling Club, um, Mossy Oak line. Wow, isn't that, that cool? That's awesome. How did Mossy Oak learn about Brent? How did? Uh, do you ever wonder how that relationship kind of? I wanted. Came for, I mean, know, obviously, Brent is a huge outdoorsman and hunter, you know, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But how how did they learn about him? I wonder how that. Maybe he's got a, like a agent or something. I don't know. 
But I yeah, think you know, I it's a perfect him, fit. I've talked to him about this for a good five or ten minutes, and but I didn't really. I don't. I don't know if I asked him that, and then it kind of got diverted. I, but um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how Mossy Oak learned of that. Now, you know, they just had. I saw on social media, they just had like a, an archery shoot. Uh, I don't know if it was a Hawkeye Wrestling Club or what, but um, you know, they have this thing every year where they do some outdoor games and stuff. So, well, my point is, um, Brett Metcalf's a you know avid outdoorsman, right? Mm-hmm. So it makes it makes a whole lot of sense that Mossy Oak um, would would do something like this, but you're right. How did how did Mossy Oak come to find out about it? I mean, what's their interest in wrestling? And I said to Brent, it's a really good. It's it's great. It's a great thing that um, you know wrestling is kind of reliant upon endemic. Sponsorship, Asics, right? Adidas, right. Cliff King. And that you know. just can't be the way it goes forever. We, we need an outside sponsorship, whether it's, Gatorade. I don't know, Samsung Television or Mossy Oak or Mack Truck or Kraft Foods or anything. <laughs> Kraft Foods. I, I, you know what I'm saying? You can't, you can't ask, you can't ask Asics and Adidas and, um, you know, all these all these things that are inside wrestling to sponsor everything mm-hmm. to to build an economy and to hit a more general audience you need these uh non-endemic resources yeah no doubt craft macaroni and cheese right craft macaroni and Get cheese sweet baby rays will be next bring in bringing you the world team trials all right how how the that's great for brent that's awesome it is really good for brent but um i'm sure yeah. he looked good he did, Brent. You know, Brent, Brent's too. Brent. I mean, all these guys are gonna look at. They're they're the you know they're highest on the totem pole. I I, I don't know how what it was like there because I wasn't there. But last year at um at Arizona State, they uh they sometimes like worked in in groups. I remember, shoot, who was it? Brent was in a group with like Bo Jordan and James Green, and they were like rotating in on these guys. It yeah, there's some brutal. I mean, they they test. You know, it depends on the day, depends on the goal of the practice, but they really test the number ones. Yeah, um, the groups were good, but you know, the only downside of of being there the days I was there that was that the workouts weren't, I don't know, conducive to anything that you're going to take away from learning. Right. You know, because. Uh, for instance, um, the last practice I was at, Tony Ramos really didn't go live. He did a thing with with Terry, and Jordan Burroughs didn't go live. He did um, a workout with Brandon Slay, and and the other times I was like, oh man, this is awesome! It's going to be a round robin with Logan Stever, Brent Metcalf, James Green, and somebody else, right? And uh, but what they did was they. They wrestled situational situations, and <laughs> I mean, the one whole practice was like in these really odd situations. Like you have your leg, but I also have your leg. Oh yeah, I saw that one. I saw like hip to hip, like a switch position. Yeah, yeah. There was one that was a that was a different one. We both have a switch. Like, what what do you learn from that? <laughs> you know, and people were getting jumping the start and like. Nathan Tomasello basically ran in and 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 lifted Tony I, Ramos he lifted before everybody. the before the whistle blew and so what do you really learn? It's fun to watch, but you know, um, especially when you know when you're there. Did they show only, much technique. When I was there last year, I was I was stunned with how much technique was shown. It was I'm like, tell- wow, the practices were really quick, man. Really they short. They were short and sweet. Now maybe that was a product of. I was there for day two and three of a seven-day camp. You know, maybe you don't crush the guys. Right, yeah. Right I out, mean, it's right all out on the gates. The... I mean, I talked to Mark Hall last night, and even even at the end of um, day two, uh, the second day I was there, so the end of day three, those guys were like, man, I'm starting to get sore. I'm starting to get really banged up, man. And, you know, I'm, everything hurts. And, and I talked to Mark Hall on the phone last night, and he's like, 
was like, how are things going, bud? How was practice today? Yeah, it was good. He was like, how are you feeling? He's like, man, I'm sore. He's like, it's better sore now than, uh, you know, it'll get me prepared for the tournaments I'm going into. But uh, so, you know, it probably, makes, it pro- it probably had... makes sense that, that on day two and three they don't go run through walls. Right, yeah, they're going to be. They're going to be pretty smart and strategic about that. Interesting. Well, yeah, it makes sense. And they were off Sunday, right? They were off Sunday. So, wow. you know, I'm there I'm there three days, and one, one day the practice gets canceled. You know, Saturday, Saturday morning the practice got canceled, so that's half a day. So I was there three days and, and basically for one and a half, one and a half days because oh. Sunday was nothing but the special wrestle-off. Right. Um. And we can talk about that in a minute, but let's go through the rest of the weights. James Green. James Green looked really, really good. And, and this isn't a, you know, this isn't a cop out. I, I'm not trying to downplay how good Isaiah Martinez or Dylan Ness are, but is it just just might be possible that James Green is better in freestyle with the rules? Um. Yeah, I I think so. Yeah, I, I think that helps. I mean, he makes his money on his feet for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, he's pretty hard to take down. I, I think, yeah, it suits him. It suits him much better. He was tough on the mat, but not. He didn't really. Uh, he didn't really separate himself. I would have loved to see. And plus, you know what I think a, a big thing is for James uh, that plays right into you know the freestyle rules play into his game is that in folk style, you know. You take a shot, and if it's blocked off, it's blocked off. Or if you run him out of bounds, you run him out of bounds. But he gets James takes these explosive shots, and he'll just run you out of bounds. That's the point. Yeah. You know, so I think that helps his his free, um, his game as well in the different style. Yeah, he is the the one. I'm so I just don't I have no idea how it's going to go for him. I really don't know. Oh no, I don't I don't either. And I think. You know, I think that he's always been super small, and I, and some of these, some of these seventy kilogram guys internationally are going to be humongous. I mean, think about Marable. Is, is Donnie Chiriti six foot tall? Come on, you know, mm. a little hyperbolic there. Not he so. has a huge he's frame. Six feet tall. Yeah, he's big. He's tall. He was taller than Pico last year at at Junior Worlds. We're talking about the Junior World Champion. At 66 last year, now he's the he's ranked like first in the world. Just beat Tagavi. We'll get to him in a little bit. Um, he he's probably the guy to beat though at such a young age. He's he's, he's tremendous. He's darn good. But um yeah, so I mean, I, I think James is a little on the small side, and he's um green. Green. You know, just, he did go to University Worlds last year, or he three was months, three months out of out of college. Yeah. First world team, so, um, but but otherwise, you can't you can't be anything but excited about the uh, how he looked and the progression that he's on. Uh, Jordan Burroughs looked awesome, looked his typical self. I watched him wrestle, um, Bo Jordan. I saw uh, it looked like he took a chunk out of his head. It looked like a tooth or something hit his head or something. <laughs> he tweeted a picture of it. Yeah, um, so that was fun. Um, but then again, he uh, he opted to do a, a individual workout the last day. I think we're all um, I think we're all pretty confident in what Jordan Burroughs is going to be like in Vegas. Oh yeah, feeling pretty good. And we'll, we'll get to the Europeans, but you got to figure with Godoyev mopping up at, at Europeans, he's going to be the guy. No Sargush, so excuses. Uh, see, I it. couldn't care less. Well. Uh. I, I would kind of like to see Sargus just because he's the, the best guy, the biggest test. I, I like that um, narrative maybe a little bit more, but I also – I'm confident in Jordan either way. Mm-hmm. So I'd like to see him go through that guy. I think that's just a better storyline. I mean, he called him uh, out. He yeah, called it's him a better storyline. It's a, it's a grudge match kind of thing too. I mean, they're two of the biggest stars. That would be really cool. However uh, – uh, I, I'll say I don't. Sargush hasn't even proven to be the best guy in Russia, so whatever. Uh, Herbert looked good, um, and and he looked to be kind of like a, a team leader. You know, he he ran um, the warm ups and and 
very vocal. That um, doesn't sound like Jake at all. <laughs> um, he was having a little bit of uh, of footwear issues. No, I shouldn't say footwear issues. He, actually, he told me specifically not to say it was footwear issues. He, uh, but the mat was slippery, dude. The one day, the, I don't know why, uh, because it wasn't like that at any of the successive practices. There was they were sweating so bad, and they like. The whole mat was covered with sweat. Oh, really? And and so when Jake went, he couldn't push off, and he was complaining about it. Weird. Huh. Gotta wipe <laughs> those down. Snyder down, went with Casser. Yes. Oh, dude, Snyder put on some muscle. This from this trials. Is... Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, I think so. Wow. He looked. He looked big. He looked really big. He looked uh, certainly since. Since um, NCAA's, I mean. Well, I, just... didn't Tom Ryan say he said on the interview, he he walks around like two twenty three, and that's he is a lean uh, uh, upper weight. So that yeah, ninety seven must have been. I mean, you never heard about the cut for for Kyle being a thing, but if he's walking around two twenty three as as big and strong as he looks, that must have been a pretty tough cut for him. Which, um, which, right. Yeah. I mean, you think you probably think he should go down to seventy four with the way you think about guys <laughs> cutting weight, but um, I, I think he's. I think it was a. I mean, I think. So think about him now. Imagine Kyvan Gadsden, and Kyvan yeah. dwarfed Kyle, and not just because he was taller. Like he was. Yeah. I can't imagine what his pull was. Goodness gracious, do you think Kyvan watches this and like, man, like he he's uh, the NCAs were kind of it. It sounded like for Kyvan, who's done with wrestling, but he ever. Wonder seeing Kyle, a guy he's um, beaten twice. It's like, man. I, if I was him, team. I would. But you never know what I, I guys, think I, guys' mentality are. Like, you know, sometimes you're ready to be done. You're ready to be done. You look, you look for their NCAs, and you're like, Phew, all right, I'm good. Yeah, I accomplished what I wanted to accomplish. I'm gonna go get a job. Yeah. Um, Which you, yeah, I certainly don't blame him for that. No. But I don't think he thought the guy he beat twice. Was going to be on the senior world team that can kind of um, <laughs> mess with you a little bit. I'm sure no regrets for him, but I'm sure it's something he's thought about. Yeah, I mean, I would think, like I said, I would think about it. That being said, um, he's apparently he wants to be an athletic director, which is awesome. Hopefully, cool. he can be. Hopefully, he can be one at a college Mich- that doesn't have wrestling at in. Michigan State. Oh gosh, don't count on it. They I, they don't hire anyone that didn't go to Michigan State. <laughs> they they would hire well, they would hire Tom Izzo to be the wrestling coach before they would hire Kyle I mean, Sanderson. All right, look if if Kyvin if Kyvin did wrestle freestyle, I mean I would still pick Snyder. Yeah, mate, yeah, mate. I don't know. What? Yeah, I, I don't know. He's, Crazy. I mean, yeah, that's probably the that's pr- maybe the smart pick, but I I picked. All right, here's the thing. I picked Snyder to beat him both times and was wrong both times. So I feel like uh, I don't trust my my judgment on those two is all. Well, I don't know. Snyder's I, I'm Snyder's one of the best in the world, dude. In the world. I know. I know that. Been watching too. Okay. Yes, Kyle Kyle would probably win and I'd probably be wrong again. Um how's Tervell? He was a little he was not a little I mean he's you know pretty what? I, he did go, he did go, and he had that back thingy on. Um, but then I, I don't know if I saw him the second day at all. Hmm. Um, good. But uh, but he was going live. That's that's yeah. Good. He was going live, so I trust. There was a lot of guys that kind of, you know, they 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 would go through a practice and then they would do their thing, or they would do their thing one practice. And uh, you know, have individual type type deals or training things. Right. You know what? Also, you know what they also did in between sessions was, um, so they had Coach Burnett had two meetings a day, so they'd have a morning session, and then there'd be a break um, when uh, the guys weren't doing anything. Girls might have came in, um, but then Coach Burnett would have in his office individualized. Uh, meetings 
where they talked about, you know, everything. Training. Um, they broke down video, what you should do, you know, what you can improve on, this and that, which I thought was cool. So there, Coach Burnett had two meetings a day with um, the guys, so that was part of their camp. Yeah, good. good. Um, so I didn't say a whole lot of Travell, but, uh, you know, for the last 10 years, he's been in the bronze medal match, so. Yeah, you know, you know what you're getting with him. Right, exactly right. Um, and one other thing that was interesting too uh, was the guys that stayed after. It's really interesting to see yes. the, pra the practice end and see what the guys do at the end of practice. Um, who sticks around? Who does extra? Who works on what? And and the point to me, the the thing that stood out to me was Kyle Snyder. Always staying after, always staying late. Mm -hmm. A stance in motion. Uh, one time he did four gazillion pull-ups. Um, <laughs> so, boys and girls, if you're listening at home, that's how you, that's how you get better. Constantly yeah. working. He didn't, he didn't reach the mountaintop at 19. Yeah, I was always impressed with the guys that stayed after. Some of them, you know, it's by design that they don't, and the ones that do, it's always fun just to watch and see because you watch their practice and you see and you, okay, it's their second practice of the day and they just, you know, wrestled their tail off and now they're going to do all this extra. It really, it puts in perspective how the, the shape that these guys are in and the, the things that they can do. It's, it's unbelievable. Um, I don't know. You just come away guys that you respect so much and are so impressed with, you, you find ways to be, more impressed with them and, and you understand how they've they've reached this level um it, it's amazing i remember nick soriano last year every he would stay after with somebody every single session and do actually that kid um he probably wasn't out there this time but he uh, that <laughs> that guy does not know how to quit either i can't wait to see um where he ends up in college and and his potential freestyle career as well so Oh. Uh, I have to give a, a shout out to a couple of the girls too. Helen Marulis, uh, in the same vein, Helen Marulis and Allie Reagan, they both worked extremely hard and, and both stayed after um, and did extra stuff. I I was really impressed with Allie Reagan, her level of wrestling and, and her work ethic. And Helen was hitting some dirty stuff. She dude. she hits like I mean she has she, some awesome technique. She had some just she was doing some technical things like like a natural reaction it was like muscle memory like dude it was legit yeah she's she's amazing um, one one um storyline that we haven't talked to is i mean we have the guys that weren't there mm. yeah because oh, the top three are on the national team and you right know, invited and all that all that good stuff so who, so, did, who uh, didn't you see? Jordan Oliver wasn't there. Nick Marable wasn't there. Kyle Dake, Ed Ruth, these guys weren't there. Interesting. Um, and then Cologne, Joe Cologne was he was there, but I think he had, I forget what he told me. Shoulder maybe. I, I specifically asked him what's his you know what's the hang up, and he, I think he said his shoulder, but I'm not 100 percent sure on that. Right. But but he wasn't working out like he wasn't doing anything. He was sitting in the bleachers watching oh. um kennedy jimmy kennedy uh didn't do much didn't do much at all at one point i think friday saturday uh he let he let zachel kind of drill on him but um kennedy was limited to cardio most mostly oh you know who wasn't there also is uh schlater he was not there schlater not there nope um oh. Oh, and Dan Dennis, because I was I was really interested to watch. Um, yeah, Dan I want to I want to hear what he's doing next year. I, I want to confirm that he's going down. He's got to, he's got to go down. I forget if I even asked Terry that, but come so, on, I I really forget. But I the first I mean, thing I, I ask him. If I asked him and I don't remember, the reason is because I I mean I assume he's going down. Yeah. I mean, I just think it's obvious. But uh, anyway, so I did ask Terry, and um, who I spent a lot of time with, by the way. No, I mean, I shouldn't say a lot of time. I talked to several times, and I feel like 
feel like maybe there's a thing there. Uh, Y'all are buddies, even though you're a notorious Hawkeye hater. Well, that's how most of the conversations started. You know, you would you would really, talk trash why, on the Hawkeyes, and he would really. Why he, do you hate the Hawkeyes? Yeah, wh- why do you hate the Hawkeyes? I guess that's a good question. Fair question. That is, that's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. So you know, me and Christian, a while back, few episodes back, we said that Terry, you know, Terry Brands yelled at Willie, but we never really revealed the situation. Oh, and, hold on, before you, okay. The first so the, thing, here's what I want to say first. Okay. You were like. Did you see Tom Brands yell at me? I was like, that was Terry. And we had this argument. I'm like, Willie, that was not Tom. And you were so convinced. You're like, I know this guy. And I just wanted to know I can tell the Brands Brothers apart better than Willie Saylor. Yeah, I mean, yes, you can. No doubt about that. Um, But the the reason, not just because of appearance, that I didn't think it was Terry, is because I have had good conversations with Terry before. I have had conversations with Terry uh, I had breakfast with him, just me and him in Uzbekistan. Yes, I'm very proud of the fact that I had breakfast with Terry Brands, and I didn't think that Terry would say that I hate the Hawkeyes because I thought, you know, uh, he knows better than that. So what happened was at World Team Trials, Dan Dennis gets put on the shot clock for the second time to basically determine the match, yes. um, which a call that I absolutely disagreed with, but... um. When Terry kind of yelled about it, I giggled. And um, Terry took that as... Shame on you. Terry took that as, you know, the heck with you, Willie. You just don't like us. And that was that's not the case. The case was, and I explained this to Terry (laughs) this weekend. I said, Terry, it's not that I don't like the Hawkeyes. It's that... I laugh when a coach goes when when a coach yells at an official, and and gets wild. I laugh all the time. Uh, I laugh at if this coach does it and if that coach does it and if it happens in football and if it happens in basketball. It's to me, it's well, it's, it, it's one thing if you're you know sitting on your couch watching Bobby Knight throw a chair, but when yeah. Terry Brands is ten feet from you and you're laughing at him, I, uh, you're lucky. You're lucky to leave there with a without a beating. Well, I couldn't. You had it coming, Willie. I didn't. He let really you off easy. It. He let you off easy. Look, that's we're friends. I don't know. That, I, friends don't laugh at each other's pain. Okay. I wasn't we're, laughing at his pain. Yes, you were. If, if Mike Holmgren goes nuts on an official, if I don't know any coach, I find it humorous. A lot of people find it humorous. That's why. Uh, Mike Holmgren whole... is not 10 feet from you, nor will he ever be. Terry Brands was right in front of you, and you audibly laughed. You could not suppress your laughter until, I don't know, t- another time. You, you know, I... I can control something like that, Willie. I... And perhaps Terry's expectation is that you could control yourself a little better as well. Shame on you. Honestly, there wasn't anybody around. Who was around was me, you, Richard Immel, and Terry Brands when that happened. There, it was right in front of Press Row. Everyone was there. There was there was no one there. It was in the middle of the tri- the trials finals. Everyone was around. Whatever. The point was, it was not malicious, and it was not not even close to being because I don't like Iowa. Once again, it's another. Uh, yep, yeah, you got set up, Willie. You got set up. It's s- all circumstantial with you, huh? Always. It always, always. is circumstantial. It, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, but sometimes you know what? stack circumstance believe, on top of circumstance on top of circumstance. You know, it, people want to believe the case is I hate the, Iowa. I, it's, I don't care. Maybe it's a good thing. Yeah, I hate Iowa. It's, it's, there I mean, we go. All right, we need a producer that can just cut that clip out, and we can just play it. We need drops on this show so you bad. You want to say I hate Iowa? Is it's probably uh, a good little um, drama. It's good for drama. I yeah. Guess. Yeah, maybe don't laugh at, at the Terry reality Brands. is, and I, you know what, I told Terry this too. So Terry, you know what? You know who was one of my all-time favorite wrestlers, not just of uh, Iowa. I said Joe Johnston. I love Joe Johnston. Love watching him wrestle. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we talked about that a little bit. You know, at first he ribbed me. He was like, "Well, he's at Missouri now." That's what <laughs> <I do." laughs> but uh, that's a great response. No. It, it, <laughs> 
Yeah, you would like a guy coaching in Missouri. They're arch rivals. The team that flapped at Iowa, you're just throwing it right back in his face again. Right. Bringing up Flapgate. I know. That was that was a calculated um, move. You should have said Mark Perry, too. That would have gone real well because those, <laughs> those guys love each other so much. Jeez. Yeah. You but, don't uh, you don't even know the right Iowa wrestlers to like Willie. No, but I would, you know, listen. Long before I was with Flo, I was one of the Iowa biggest hater. I, I was one of the biggest Brett Metcalf fans ever. Loved him. When message boards were lighting up about how he pushes people late out of bounds, about how he does this, how he does that, I was always in Brett Metcalf's corner. So I've loved Iowa Hawkeye. That was when he was at Virginia but, Tech, right? Yeah, only that one single year, actually. <laughs> so if people wanted to say I hate Iowa, I don't which whatever. It's a, I, good. Good for me. It's good for my brand. Um, it's good for but, your brand to hate Iowa? Yeah. Long story short, I felt like me and Terry Brands uh, had a moment. Okay. Had a couple Had a couple moments. We'll see. We'll I said, I mean, it all started with, uh, no, it all started with him saying, hey, Willie, the Hawkeye hater. And then, uh, which I thought was cool because... You know, the last time I saw him, he was yelling at me. And then, so for him to make a little joke about it kind of broke the ice, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and then we Better talk. than something else getting broken. Right, like my jaw. Yeah. Um, Terry Brands would not never hit anyone. But then I was like, you know, I have to do an interview with Terry. I have to, I have to, he, he's a freestyle coach of the year. I have to do an interview with the freestyle coach of the year. And so. How did that went, interview I, go? I went up gently and I was like. Terry, I gotta do a, I gotta do an interview. I, I shook my camera. I was like, I gotta do one with you, man. He's like, What do you want to talk about? How much you hate Iowa? And uh, <laughs> and so, you know, then we started talking again for like five minutes, and the interview just never happened. Oh, and that was not great job, Willie. Did you, did you want him to start the camera for you? No, I just you just, just wanted to have, you just wanted to have just, some time I just, just reveled, you and Terry. I just reveled in my conversation with. Terry, I un- I actually understand. I understand where you're coming from. Okay, enough of my love affair with Terry Brands and the Hawkeyes. And yet hatred of the Hawkeyes. It's interesting. Um, how about this? Ohio State had like half half their team there. They had twelve guys there, and wow. Tom and Tom Ryan was there. I thought that was really interesting. I mean, um, guys like Mark Martin, Kenny Quartz, um, Jake Ryan. I mean, these aren't guys that um. Or on the freestyle on, scene. On, on the world team or on the freestyle team, right? But um, it's pretty cool to see all the, those guys there. Uh, obviously, Tom Ryan f- sees the benefit in, 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 in those type of camps and of off-season work at this time. So I thought that was really cool. Um, Tom Ryan, did you see the clip? Tom Ryan sparring with Miles Martin. That was, that was I did. Cool. I did. I did. I saw it. That was cool. Miles looked good. Miles looked good, yeah. Miles did he look good. like someone that can make 174? Um, yeah. Yeah? Wow. Yep. Why, why would I ask you that? That's the dumbest thing I've ever asked you, Willie. I think <laughs> he can make 57. Okay. Um, he did look like a guy who makes 74. I'll tell you who looked like a guy who could not make 74 is Miles uh, Mark uh, Martin. Yeah. You you said multiple he times he looked enormous. He was enormous. Do you wonder if he might go 97 and leave Kenny at 84? Something to think about. He told Did he me look better than Ke- bigger than Kenny? Uh, he told me he weighs two hundred pounds. <laughs> he's doing the Heflin. He, I mean, he said he weighed one ninety eight. So, I mean, that's exactly what he told me he weighed. Wow. As a matter of fact, he didn't even tell me. Somebody came over and asked him what's he weighing now, and that's what he said. So, um, yeah. So yeah, he's that big. I don't know what that puts him. I mean, one ninety eight, you can easily make. 84, I guess, right? You would think. Um, so I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. You want to talk uh, about this this McKenna-Zacherl match, the, the wrestle-off, yeah. the two matches? I thought, um, I, I don't know. I, I think my, my initial gut was just McKenna was, was, was going to win and um, kind of maybe got not swayed that Zacherl would win, but that he would be in the, uh, in the matches. And I think that, that was basically proven – well, I th- the case. He was in the he was, was in the second match. I think that would be the general consensus, right? Yeah. Joey McKenna is just at that level. Um, he's a returning junior world silver medalist. He's been 
a name or a thing for so long and that he'd be the guy. He should have no problem with Zachary. However, I think the consensus was that mm, this could be interesting. You know, McKenna's yeah. the guy, but this could be interesting because of how dominant Zachary was. Now, I think two things played into that, uh, to the outcome. Yeah. One, McKenna is, is certainly that guy. And, and everybody knows how good he is. Parterre, and Parterre was certainly the difference in the first match. But also... He's a left-leg lead. Right. Brock Zacherl took down everybody at will with that lefty straight single. Boom. Great head position, right? Well, McKenna's a left-leg lead. Yeah. So he doesn't have that left straight single. Uh, Zacherl does as easily. And so Zacherl could not find his shot. Yeah, did get a couple takedowns, but not a not not enough. And you know, when when McKenna gets on top, he's almost guaranteed at least one turn for the most part. So, um, and the turns ended up, I think, were the difference of their second match. Because I'm I don't know if McKenna got more than one takedown, but I think he got two turns after his first takedown. I, I could be completely wrong there, but no, uh, he, yeah, he got a couple turns. But um, so yeah. But my thing, my takeaway is we we knew what McKenna was. I continue to love Brock Zacherl coming into next year. His interview, if if you didn't get to, we featured it yesterday, but if you haven't got to check it out yet, I encourage you to. I think you're going to uh, come away very impressed with yeah. Zacherl coming off a loss. Um, when he talks about the the strides that he's made, which are so, so visible, and that, you know, he's got these very, very big goals. He wants to be a he, – he said he wants to be a four-time NCAA champion. Um you know, and maybe that's realistic. Maybe it's not. But he—he he is such a such a talent. I—I I think he's gonna have a fine year next year in a, a 141 weight class that clears out quite a bit. Um, is he a title contender? I, I'm not ready to go there. But he's—it's not. You know, there's no Logan Steber or Mitchell Port there. You know, we got Dean Hiles back and, and Levon Mays potentially, but it's not gonna be the with Zane going up as as I believe he will. It's not going to be a, the bloodbath it was this year. Who, who knows how it'll do? You know what? Um, Zachary's made those strides with a lot of work, man. And and he lived the life to, I mean, of course, McKenna did too. But to get down, like like Hobie at 41, you know, it, yeah. it, it took a lot of dedication to put himself in position to be where he is and, and the jumps that he's made. And so I'll say this about if you're wondering how good a guy will be, well, I, I, you know, I wonder, um, we'll see. We'll see how he does. I wonder how good this guy is going to be. Uh, bet on the guys that live the life. Bet on the good character guys. Right, but that's so hard. Yeah, that's easy to say, but we're not with these guys. We don't get to talk to these guys and, uh, you know, Sure, if if we knew that, if we had that information, and maybe you do, Willie. Yeah. Um, but you don't. You don't always know. I mean, I, th- I think, I think, I think I know about most guys. Okay. All right. If you say so, I don't. I don't claim to know the the lifestyle uh, of of many of these guys. I, so I'm, I mean, my point is, how will Zach will do next year? He'll do. He'll do good. He'll do fine. He's gonna have a good career. Yep. All right. I completely agree. Great for Clarion too, a program that can need, that will need a. Yeah, you know what? I love that fact too. Uh, he's gonna. No, be it fa- hasn't been so long since they. I mean, you know, they had Fleming and and uh, Bexod. Um, right, but you know, you know, they lost their coach, and and I mean, they had a coaching change, and and um, and last year was rough, but now they have a guy like Zacherl who can be the face of the program and to say you can come to Clarion, you can be successful. I'll show you how to work. You know, we, we can, you know, the coaching staff can put you in position to be good. You, you know, you can come here and win. So that is so huge. Hey, did he wrestle 52 as a senior? Uh, no, he, he has wrestled 52 though, right? I, he had a weird career, man. He like descended. Like he might have been like fifty-two as a sophomore and forty-five as oh, a really junior and thirty-eight as a as a senior. I think he was super thirty-two, something like that. It was really different. And he was one of those guys that he was one of those guys that really young, um, 
when I say you're really young, like freshman, sophomore, probably sophomore, um, he would post some really like, like a win, like, whoa, who's this kid? Like, what? You know, and then you'd get, he was, he was a guy that I got a lot of emails about, like, Willie, you're an idiot. Like, why isn't Zachary ranked? You're, you're crazy. And, or, or why is Zachary ranked so low? Why is he 17th? And, uh, it was because he would beat like a Fargo champ and then lose to some guy I'd never heard of. And then he would beat a super 32 third placer and then lose to two guys that have no business in the rankings. And then, you know, by the time he was a junior, he was a little more consistent. By the time he was a senior, he was a top five, top three guy. Yeah. So he continues to improve and I guess shore up a little bit of some early inconsistency. Um, so yeah, that's Brock Zacro. We are, I'm officially uh, on board his hype train. I think he's going to be really good. Um, we got nine minutes, man. We're, we kind of blew through this. Your your Hawkeye hatred took up a larger chunk of the show than I anticipated. Good. Um, Maybe we should have a segment where I hate on the Hawkeyes yes. each show. Yeah, Willie Prayers and Hawkeye hate. Um, junior duels happened. You weren't there. I wasn't there. Uh, Bracky and and Holmes were there. And uh, there was some uh, – I've been able to watch maybe 10, 15 matches. And I found, found it pretty interesting – even though he lost to two good guys, Isaiah White goes down twice um, to to McFadden and JoJo. That's uh, considering where what I felt about him after Fargo to now. I think it's more um, if this was if this was folk style, maybe I wouldn't feel. Um, I'm not completely surprised, by the way. But if it was folk style. I would have been less surprised. But the fact yes, I agree. Isaiah has such great positioning. I he, feel like he could pretty much he could get, get into a position and point. push out anybody on earth. That's what like, he did in, at Fargo. I mean, against right. like Chenzo and like really good dudes, um, Michael Kemmerer. So I, I was like, this guy. Freestyle is, I, I agree. That's like his, that's what he's best suited for. So to see him look like not really controlling the center as well and Letting guys in a lot more. I, I don't know. I, I look Isaiah. Isaiah is still because he lost to McFadden and what um, JoJo. JoJo. Yeah, it's not an indictment on Isaiah. No, no. But for me, it's it's a little. I don't want to say gratifying, but it confirms my hunches on both JoJo and. And McFadden, I've been really high on both guys. Yeah. Probably high, uh, high almost to a fault. Uh, I, I've always had. Well, JoJo. you and I, yeah, you and I went, got into it over JoJo Larry early. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought you had him really high. Man, he looks a uh, JoJo. It's it's he, he like attacks, in the details. Um, yeah. I just like JoJo's game. I really do. And and. Um, so maybe that's why I've always been a little higher on him. Is like, even in his losses, I'm always I'm like this translates. He'll be good. This will work. Like, uh, so maybe he does lose matches. If you're gonna lose matches, better to lose them in high school than college. And so I, I guess what I'm saying is, uh, you know, bullish on JoJo and McFadden. Kind of validation. His uh, let's let's be frank here. His who's number one win was kind of – I'm not going to call it controversial because, you know, there weren't, like, any controversial exchanges. He won. He scored more points. But the, it was pretty much all Isaiah, all his offense, and right. McFadden yeah. on the edge, passing legs. And really a lot of people thought there should have been a couple stall points, and there were none. Right. Um, and then McFadden passes the leg and wins. So it was kind of like, well, yeah, he won, but Isaiah won. Won, but Isaiah kind of out-wrestled him, and his, even his takedown was a counter right. score. But here, right. he it was a completely different game plan, from partially because you can't play the edge in freestyle. You just give up step-out points. But McFadden was attacking the legs. He finished some. You know, I thought he looked, I thought he looked dang good. Now, I did notice Isaiah was maybe a little hobbled as well towards the end there of was, one of those. There moments. was some comments that... Isaiah, Brad, could you hear anything about that? Was was I, Isaiah hurt at all? Do you know anything about that? A little. Kyle says a little a knee in the last match maybe. I, somebody else commented maybe a groin. Groin? I saw that too. 
Who knows? So maybe he wasn't right. Maybe it's a combination of JoJo McFadden being uh, those guys and, and Isaiah not as good. But I, I just say, you know, compared to Fargo last year to now, it, the performance output has gone the wrong direction for Isaiah now. Another thing I heard. Yeah, I don't know. This is right. This is rumors. We're speculating. I, I heard that um, Isaiah and Bay found out they were going to junior duels like a week, like five days before oh, they were kind of late uh, in the game. weren't super prepared. And Kyle is shaking his head. Yes, he heard that too. And so I, you don't know. But either way, you know, JoJo and and, and McFadden wrestled really good. Yep, they look they look excellent. And I. I have to say, how you rank Mitchell McKee, you cannot be faulted no matter where you put him. I don't know what to do the, with the him. Vari- I, know, the variance- I know what I'm doing with him. I know what I'm doing with him for tomorrow. Rankings come out tomorrow. Me and Ryan Holmes are going to shoot who's number one in, in a couple hours. And I know what I'm doing with Mitchell McKee, and I know I'm going to take flack for it. But I don't know what to do with him. Yeah. I mean, well, just to get people up to speed – um, he beats Cade Brock for the what umpteenth time. Like he, he keeps beating Cade Brock in a, in a weird. I'm not gonna call it a weird match. It was very obvious. His Mitchell's pl- plan was to let Cade in on his legs, and then he would counter him. It was a 12 12 win. But then he gets pinned by Lamont and loses to Dakota Galt. Is that I believe that was his name? So mm-hmm. it's like who? Um, yeah. What what do you do with that? And how much do you factor in Greco losses? Uh, I like didn't Gable Stevenson lose in Greco too? Yeah, I I don't factor in um, Greco at all. Okay. Be, there there's one time where I factor in Greco. Like That's like tiebreaker. Uh, yeah, like a tiebreaker. But if if your folk and free resume is superior, um, I don't factor in Greco. It's just, I'm not saying that Greco is inferior. I'm just saying it's so it's, different. It's too, too different. It's too different. I think that's, a, I think that's pretty much how I would handle it as well. You almost need like a separate Greco. Yeah, Gable Stevenson ranking. lost. Uh, Gable Stevenson lost in Greco. Um, who else lost in Greco? I, don't I mean, know. there's a couple guys. McKee did. Um, so you, you're, you know, well, McKee, you're gonna... yeah, McKee, now he also got teched by Kalodzic and I know that's going up a weight, but you couple that with getting pinned by a guy who, who has no business in the rankings. Sorry, Dakota Galt. Um, and so here's the dilemma. Do you move Mitchell McKee? I guess we'll talk about this and who's number one, but do you move Mitchell McKee below Luke Pletcher, who he teched? I mean, or does I mean, Mitchell well, McKee can't stay above him for all time, can he? I mean, does that win carry on? Well, I don't know. All, all I know is I, I, th- I throw the Kalazic loss out the window completely because one, he's probably a higher ranked guy anyway, so who cares? Two, it's another weight. So throw that out. It's it's all about the the Brock win and the Galt loss um, mm-hmm. for me. So with that, I I don't know. I I'd say he probably still could stay. I for me. Keep him above Pletcher because McKee's out here in the streets. You know, he's at junior duels, wrestling both styles, and, you know, he's got that win. Uh, if, if Pletcher yeah. had gone to junior duels, had a bank, did a bang-up job, maybe he's got that claim. Um, is this something that we could potentially settle? Who's number one? Are they ranked that highly? Oh, absolutely. Let's, well, well, we could figure it out there. Who's number I'm, one? I was thinking last night, I mean, this isn't carved in stone. There's a long summer to go. Sure. Right? Fargo and everything. Right. But it's 132, looking at the dynamics of the weight, it might have to be one of those four-person deals. Yeah. It might, g- it might have four. to be. Give me the four. Uh, Chad Red, oh, Luke Fletcher, Mitchell McKee, and I don't know. Maybe I'll make the cut. Maybe three. Um, I don't know. It depends if somebody comes up. Oh, Yanni. Yanni's going 32. Oh, no. Is he really? Yeah, you gotta Yon, get you gotta Yonny get told off. Me that, Yonny told me that told me that he's wrestling one twenty seven for Cadet Worlds, and then after that he will not see twenty six again. All right, you gotta get them all, all so, four. So Yanni, Red, Pletcher, McKee, let's do it. 
who's number one. That being said, you got to keep winning. You got to stay. Yeah, you got to hey. stay at the top. You know, you can't lose to Dakota Galt again. Um, but yeah, let's get them all in the pool and uh, do the darn thing. Yeah, and just like that, it is eleven Eastern. Uh, well done, Willie, as always. Thank Good job you. by you. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We haven't even talked about the next time we're doing this, but uh, you good for Thursday, bro? Oh yeah, dude. Yeah, you're 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 all in. Push pushing them in the middle. Um, so thanks once again for tuning in. Um, this was a blast. Glad Willie, you're home safely. Um, remember to subscribe on iTunes. Five star ratings uh, only. Subscribe and you can have it right there on your phone. You can listen to it whenever you want. When you're, you know, sightseeing, driving through the hills of Colorado, you've got it right there. You can listen. So we thank you so much for tuning in. Um, and we will see you next time. Thanks a lot, guys.